I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. You see me now. I'm in the booth. For those of you that are watching this on a video, those of you that are just listening to it in your ears, I'm in the I'm in the recording studio, uh, and I'm in the little booth that we're recording. Very nice. So that's very nice. Very. You won't want to stay in here too long. Uh, I do it at an hour a time, and then I'm out get a bit of a bit of fresh air. But uh, I, I've just had a lovely chat with a lovely person. We'll get into that in a minute. I hope you're all well. Thank you to our lovely patrons uh, for your continued support. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the lovely messages I've been getting as well from everybody. Um, honestly, it's it's so it's so lovely that we know that you let us know that you're listening. It's really nice to know that what we're doing actually helps you. Uh, Joel Garner sent me a lovely message. Really appreciate that, mate. Thank you so much. I'm glad I'm glad we could help, um, and that's why we do it. Like I say this all the time. It's it's. I want people to feel better. I want people to feel like they're not on their own. And by having these conversations, people will listen to what the guest has to say. And then they'll go, oh, yeah, I felt like that. And hopefully won't feel alone. Or we talk about this at the end of this episode. Um, you know, because that's what I want. I mean, I go through it as well. I go through phases of feeling great, feeling shit. Things happen in your life that you don't really have any control over. And you have to deal with those, navigate those things. Um you'll hear in the episode I'm a bit fucked up <laughs> just today wasn't a good day it didn't start well I had a good night last night but <coughs> oh, sorry <coughs> I had a good night last night and just coughing and spluttering oh dear he's um, uh, yeah, and then I woke up odd and then the day just escalated from that but I'm going to be fine I'm going to be fine I'm off to my gigs after this uh, we're going to be recording our radio show after this as well, the Tuned Up Time Machine on Islington Radio. That's on Mixcloud and Spotify. So if you haven't listened to that already, you really must, because the playlists are banging. I put a playlist together the other day, actually. I was putting a load of 80s tunes on there. Kind of, because every time you see 80s playlists or playlists of certain uh, decades, it's always the same stuff. And I was like, I want to, I want, and I was putting together all the ones I like. There's like 10 hours of it now on Spotify, this 10 hour playlist. Stuff. I don't think anyone needs 80, 80s, the 10 hours of 80s music, but there you are. If you're on Spotify, Rich Wilson Comedian, you'll see all the playlists on there that I've put together. The playlist for the radio show as well. If you don't listen to the radio, radio show, the playlists are all there, so have a listen to that. I love music. It's the thing that keeps me going, keeps me on the level, keeps me keeps me going from going off the rails. 
you know I love old music new music I'm always up for new stuff and that's the thing as well find something that you love and get stuck into it you know why not There's, we've only got one of these as far as we know these lives so get stuck into do, do the things you want to do you know I love my music that's what I do so you know if you've got anything you think I might want to listen to chuck it over and have a listen if not get on Spotify if you're on there I know ethically there's issues and all that and I, you know I pay for it so I feel a bit better but I still feel bad but it's so easy to use that's the thing that's the problem isn't it it's so easy to use and it's oh, I feel bad because the artists don't get any money but they get like well, that's what if they need to they need to just up their game they, they, they earn millions just pay pay people if it was a quid a listen be better wouldn't it than whatever it is now half a pence or whatever it is anyway we're not getting into that so I love doing these I love you listening and the longer as long as you love listening to them the, the, I'll keep doing it you know producer Paul and I we have a lovely time together he's a top man doing top things and so we'll keep doing it as long as you want us to anyway right so this week's guest is uh, comedian Tom Ward. Now, I've known Tom a few years. We've gigged together many, many times. Um, he's one of my favorite comics and one of my favorite people. I love being with Tom. We always have properly lovely conversations here, and I, it just rattles along and we, f- we forget that about time. And that happened on the episode today. I could have just chatted to him all morning. I just forgot what we were doing. We were just getting into it because that's, that's how we are. He's been going through it a little bit. Um, we talk about that in the episode. Um, and he's very open, very honest about what he's going through, what he's been through. Um, we talk about religion a bit in this one. So if there's anyone who's of a religious bent, um, we are kind. We are. Listen, you believe what you believe. It's up to you. And, but it's just our opinions, and it doesn't really. You have your opinions. We have ours, and it's you know. So hopefully, we won't offend anybody. But uh, you know, we all think differently. So just let you know uh, that's in there. It's a lovely chat uh, with a lovely dude. And, you know, so um, anyway, I'm rattling on again. Coming up in a minute, it's Tom Ward. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
a podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. Do I need my video on, Paul? Uh, well, yeah, can we use a, um, a bit of the video? Would that be all right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it looks really good. Okay, good. Yeah. There's a bit of background clutter, but... It's all right, it looks rock and roll, that clutter. <laughs> it looks cool, mate. Morning, I like that. It yeah. looks like Kensington Market, 1989. <laughs> I like that. Sorry about that. Are you all right? Good? Morning, morning. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, man. Yeah. Excellent, mate. Excellent. I always sit and wait until we've finished all the tweaking of the sound and everything. Because it's in, this booth is like, it's great, but you don't want to be locked in here for too long. Yeah, it does look very small. It's a bit small. How's it going? What's going on, Tom? What's happening, bruv? Um, yeah, it's Easy. all happening, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, yeah, busy time, man, busy time. Good. I had to MC a punch up on, um, when was it? Friday? Yeah, I did the beer keller in uh, Manchester. And I'm on, I'm just getting started, I'm three minutes in. And you could feel it was already building up. There was a pressure between two tables. Younger, sort of, they were sort of like early to mid 30s, dress shirts, quite well to do. Pissed up pricks, bless you. They're already going off on one. They were annoying another table of blokes that were more my age and, you know, bald heads, you know, and Stone Island. And I was like, right, well, this is not going to go well, is it? I'm two minutes into my set and one of the lads just launched himself, Bruce Lee style, over the table and just lamped this other fella. And the thing is, when a fight kicks off in a gig, it's not like the whole room goes like Wild West. It's like there's just a corner of it, like, moves, like... Like starlings, it just kind of goes like that, and everyone's like, Whoa. <laughs> and uh, and I ended up getting the crowd to sing close to you by the carpenters while we wait for it to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. that was my week. <laughs> so was there security involved, or they arrived? They were brilliant. They uh, they they handled it, and then a load of high vis security. Cause it's in the print works, which is like a massive kind of complex in the centre of Manchester. Yeah, yeah. And so that. they arrived. And then I'm stood there on stage, and then one of the managers, she arrived, sort of stood next to me, and she's like, what's happening? And I went, oh, babe, you've missed it. You've missed it all. Oh, <laughs> I was like, man. good job these are benches and not t- and not chairs. It would have gone off. So, Was this yeah. the comedy store gig? It was, yeah. Oh, man. It was good fun. I did it, I did it a few months ago, and it, it was just kind of, it was no tension at all. So it's quite weird to imagine that room suddenly full of coked up men just sort of egging each other on or whatever. I think I think the I think there's just a there's a pressure building between people. I think and especially it's like it was like it's sort of, we're into February now. I was talking about this to, yeah the other day with my wife Kate and we were both saying how fucking tricky it is in a minute. And so I think a lot of people are under a lot of pressure and these things are starting to they're gonna to start to happen a bit, I think. Not necessarily just in comedy gigs, but you see videos all the time of people just losing their shit in a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I, you know. I I definitely have those moments where I'm like, oh, okay, is today the day where I finally do something public that I can't ever live down? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. threatening, isn't it? If you just, as the tension builds, you're just praying and hoping that someone doesn't look at you funny that you think you can take. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because most the of the thing- time, the, the, the things don't, the pieces don't join up where you're not only anxious, stressed and angry, but then someone looks at you. And you're yeah. like, do you know what? Let's do this. Let's fucking do <laughs> Let's this. Let's fucking dance. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I, do you know what? Um, yeah. 
I had, so I've had one of those days today when I had, I had loads to do and we were out last night at a gig and then and Kate and I sort of sat. We, had, we had just had a nice time. We were working on her show. We were sitting on the sofa. We had a glass of red wine and we were joking and we came up with some new material. So we were buzzing from that. And we're like, right, we better go to bed. And I woke up at like 5 a.m. just panicking. I had this mad dream that all my teeth had fallen out <laughs> while I was talking to Dave Vanian from The Damned. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, God. Because it was so, so that's obviously a stress dream. Dave Vanian being a big hero. Last thing I want to do is all my teeth fall out in front of him. Yeah. And so, and it, and so that, <laughs> that happened. And so I woke up and I was like, I've got to go. So I was, I was in the lounge for a bit, just laying on the sofa. Got back to bed went to sleep and then I was aware that the alarm was going to be going off at like seven so I'm like alright get some kip and I'm really trying went off eventually next thing I know Kate's waking up going we stepped through the alarm I'm like oh for fuck's sake and then you're up and you try not to be stressed so you're like I made breakfast for us and she's getting ready and I know shove that stuff in my bags and be away for a few days and then but then you just then you're aggy aren't you you're mm. aggy you're just in you and you're like it's just and then I got to the got to the studio dropped a whole cup of coffee on the doorstep so oh, I to clear that up, God. got in, sat. I was just like, right, just pull yourself together. We're talking about booking people for the gig that we've got going on. Flicked open my phone and someone has shared something with someone from someone that I just don't want to fucking see right now. Oh. And I'm like, you fucking, fuck this universe, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those when the, how does the day, how does the universe know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can, yeah, and it just builds and builds and you're you're walking through the day going, right, okay. The computer game is not on my side today. <laughs> every level, every t you know, you're on a platform game, and every level there's some new fucking monster coming at you that you don't know how yeah. to negotiate. I, I think, think um, yeah. I think that's a bit like um, you know when you meet, you know, when someone comes around your house and they've come from outside, and they've got the weather all over their vibe. You know, they come home and they come in the room and they're like pink cheeks and their they smell like burn. the weather. Yeah, they're all they got cold face when you give them a kiss and. <laughs> They're kind yeah. of agitated by the outside world. I feel like that—that's the emotional version of that—is what you've you're talking about. You know, when yes. you meet people and they're carrying the previous moment they were in, or a lifetime of agitations or pains that they haven't quite processed, so they bring it into the room with them, and you're like, "Oh, you're you're carrying a lot, aren't you? You're not really here with me. You're kind of like you're you, back you there know, still. You, you've still got all this shit in your system that you." that you're kind of um that you haven't found a way to shit out and so it's just sort of sitting <laughs> yeah. in your blood and you bring it into every conversation and every room you go into yes it's yeah it's funny what we what we lug around Sp uh, speaking of which i've just so we've got our back room spare room in our in our flat and it's just full of boxes boxes that i packed in t 2014 when wow. i moved from greenwich to charlton and they were still in the back room when I lived there because I was going to have an office when I lived in Charlton. So it was all boxed up and ready to go in there. Well, you then, are a grown-up, aren't you? I was a grown-up, mate. And then that went tits up. So it ended up the stuff stayed boxed until I moved. And I moved to Crouch End and, and Bounds Green and then moved in with my now ex. And the stuff has stayed boxed that entire time for nearly a decade. And I just went through it the other day and I'm like, I don't need... There was like old... Um, like uncut and uh, Mojo magazines with Oasis and Paul Weller on the front that I've lugged around since I don't know when since the since the early two thousands. I'm like I don't need any of these. This has to go. This yeah. is old rich, and just I got rid of it and it felt fucking amazing. Yeah, 
it's weird collecting stuff isn't it holding on to stuff it's like what are you uh what are you waiting for what, what's what's it gonna what's it gonna be what's it for <laughs> do you know what <laughs> i mean am i gonna be? is there gonna be am i gonna come back and just open up the magazines and look at the pictures um sometimes you just want to hold on to stuff for long longer yeah just because it somehow represents something or getting rid of it somehow feels symbolic or something but I actually think, the thing yeah. itself you don't actually spend any time with no, but it's the thing that it represents, like, like you just said, yeah. And I think I felt like, I think I was on like a John Peel kind of archive mission. I was like, you know, one day someone's going to go, oh, wow, look at all these things. And no one's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do this thing which my ex-girlfriend would hate, which was just, it seemed to be on a Sunday night. I'd sit on the floor. I'd open the drawer that I had for me at her house and take mm. out all the things I had in it, put them all around me. <laughs> Just look at them all and then put them back. <laughs> what's the thinking there? Was it like a know, comfort just, thing? Yeah, just to be aware of what's mine. You know, just to, <laughs> just to count it all. Um, just to, you know, feel the presence of all my things and then away they went. But I feel like as you get older as a man, I think particularly you, you've got to be careful of collecting things and being obsessed with the the sort of having them it's like that collector's pride isn't it yeah 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 right i've got the full set there i've got all the damn <laughs> vinyl and i've got them on cd now as well and i'm looking to collect all the albums i've already got on cd and vinyl on tape as well yeah and the mini discs i've started a mini disc collection of uh interviews with the damn which i already have as well <laughs> so i've got that's what the upstairs loft is for and I'll, i'm archiving that at the moment so me and my wife aren't making love much at this time <laughs> There isn't time to make love, Sandy. I've, I'm archiving. <laughs> I'm arch I've got a day of archiving, babes. Yeah. I don't know what it's, uh, I don't know why I'm doing it, but it makes me feel calm. <laughs> I think there's a, it might go back to sort of legacy. You know, you read stories in the news and they go, well, this, this guy died and we went into his house and we found all this stuff. And, it's, mm. and, you go, that, and again, that's not going to happen. They're going yeah. to just throw it all away. He wasn't <laughs> a man of only... substance, but he was a man of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I've started, I think it's an older thing as well. You start, you start, like you've just said, like what is important, what isn't. So my vinyl, very important. That's never going anywhere. But things like books, I suddenly realised, I was like, yeah, I've got all these books and I'm reading them and I'm enjoying them. But then once they're done, really they're just on the side for when people come around and they go... Oh, you've read that. That's mm. and it's, you're literally. It's just that's just you. Your cock out going. Look, I've read all these. Chomsky. Yeah, of course I have. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, of course I've read the blurb on the back. Yeah, because... <laughs> I've read three pages in. I got it. I didn't need to read the rest. Yeah, it's quite wordy. It's quite wordy. It's yeah, not one of those yeah, easy yeah. access books. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. It's not. It's not written for the you know for the for the man on the street. It's, it's, you know, it's nothing layman's about it. <laughs> but you know, I'm going to get my degree and then I'll come back to it. <laughs> but all of that books and things on the sides yeah is yeah. kind of you just showing people when they come and go this is my personality this is who i am i also think they're a nice reminder of of the you know because a book is such an intense thing to do isn't it it's like a whole world that you're in yeah and it's like your little private world and i like i like to keep them just so i can glance up and go oh yeah yeah that was a nice one but a lot of the yeah. time with books you don't remember half of it do you, you don't remember 99 percent of a book you can no. be absolutely engrossed in a book. It can be fiction or, or non-fiction, you know, it can be reference, it can be psychology, and you're like buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And then you'll maybe pick up three lines that then 
you'll have a, an, a new opinion about something or useful that you can say about something. And then the rest of it is just gone. I'm just like, yeah, it just doesn't stick. No, so no, no. I wonder, what's the point? Just <laughs> what's the point of fucking reading? <laughs> well, I think it goes in somewhere. Yeah. It must change. It changes your vocabulary. And it, you know, your, it gives you the ideas. And now, and I, I do know now, because I've, last few years I'd kind of been locked in a state of just sitting and thinking and mulling over shit that I've done in the past and how I can be better and then I realised that I hated that feeling of feeling shit all the time and that's what I was doing I was trapped in that thing but now I'm doing I'm reading more I'm actually going out and, and walking more and doing more things thinking more watching more things and now mm. I can feel my brain kind of kicking back into gear again it feels like a a rusty bike that's just had some WD-40 squirted on it, you know? <laughs> it's very nice, it's very soothing, isn't it, to read and to hear something new, yeah. or a new angle on something that you've you've had a different perspective on your whole life or for a long time and just get that, oh, oh, wow, yeah, that's that's a different way of seeing it. And you can you almost like, it's such a lovely, lovely warm feeling of yeah. feeling your world shift. Yeah, and um, realizing that life isn't constant, and you can always change, and that's a nice feeling. It's also nice to read things you already believe and go, yeah, yeah, that's that's locked in now. That's Someone it, else yeah. has said it. So that's that's <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. That's it now. Good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My opinion. Solid. That's not going anywhere. <laughs> Until you speak to the next person, they go, actually, that's not a bad take on it. Yeah, yeah I hadn't thought of it that way before. <laughs> yeah, I, I really tell you what, I, know, I find it annoying is that, you know when you're trying to get on the health tip and then oh, mate. someone will say oh you know what you need and so you get on that and then someone will say oh no that only works if you take it with this so you've got to then start source some fucking pineapple extract otherwise the <laughs> nac doesn't go down properly and you just your whole life is just a constant thing of people saying what you need and what you what you know how yeah. this system works and how the brain works and oh that pill's actually um a placebo so anything you <laughs> feel on that is actually just your brain making it up all oh, right Oh, good. Four years I was on that. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Well, fair play to my brain for making me come up every morning at 11 o'clock when I took the pill. Do you know what I feel like sometimes? You know, like when you see in films, there's like a passageway and the person's running down it and there's all these hands coming out of it. You ever seen that in a film somewhere? I feel like that sometimes walking through life and it's just these hands just coming out going, you need this, you need that. Give me your money. Give me this. Give me that. And I'm just like, fucking hell. Can everyone just chill out a bit? Yeah. As I'm yeah. running down this like Indiana Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's every every uh, option you take comes with uh, someone or something saying, "Oh no, no, that's being discredited now." Um, yes. What you need is this. There's a new book which has actually discredited that whole school of psychology and approach to life. Uh, there's a new thing we're all doing. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's all been it's all been debunked. <laughs> I I remember watching. Um Oh, those fucking films. I can't remember what they're bloody called now. Um, there was a... There, oh, God. The Conjuring. That was it. The Conjuring. And they did one about the Enfield um, haunting. That, there's a famous house in Enfield. Famous story. And there's tapes of it. You can hear what's going on. And the kids getting were getting flung around in their bedrooms and things like that. And then it all got oh. debunked. But I still, after watching the film of it, I still went there with my ex because I only lived up the road. So we went to the house, even though we know it's been debunked. Yeah. We were still standing outside the house going, that is a creepy fucking house. Thinking that there were people like moving the curtains and looking and we were just, mm -hmm. it was like one o'clock in the morning and we were shitting ourselves. Well, it was so still, 
it, the bunking had had done its job on on you already. So the debunking, yeah. you know, the yeah. debunking has got to to debunk some you know some long-standing bunkage <laughs> you know? yeah there's a lot of bunkage in there and a lot of bunkage is about believing it and if you truly believe it then debunking it doesn't mean anything i think you're right it's easy to it we hang on to the bunkage don't we even <laughs> though someone will stay in front of you and go that's not right it's not yeah. true we've we've actually proven we've debunked it and you go yeah but i was really comfortable with my bunk yeah yeah it was the right fit for me i didn't yeah. mind my feet dangling off the end <laughs> I'm having that now with meds. I'm, I'm taking Prozac, or I've stopped taking Prozac because people were saying it's a placebo. Oh, there's, there's new studies that have shown, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. But it definitely changed my life. Mm. And um, I'm now sort of going, all oh, right. So was that all an illusion? Was that all just. But is people my have been brain, taking that for years, so it can't be. Well, yeah, but it's, it's saying there's new studies that show that it's as if you tell people that they're going to take something that is helping them and making them well or is supporting mm. them, their brain will go, all right, cool. And you're, but I don't know, man, because I've taken stuff that didn't work that I was hoping mm. worked. And this definitely worked. It definitely yeah. worked, even though it's been debunked. I I'm think, like, fuck your bunking, man. This is yeah. the, I, I, Every morning I took this and then I was on a constant sort of calm yeah. throughout the day. I was like, Everything bounced off me. You know, when you're a little bit, a little bit high, you've taken maybe mm. a bit of a bit of MDMA or you smoked a joint, yeah, which I don't do anymore because because uh, of the terrible doubts and voices. Oh, but, dude, I know. But that feeling of nothing can touch you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if people can say shit to you. Your life, can, you can have those stressful mornings, and you just go, "It's all right." Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, Is this all my brain just making this up? <laughs> well, we talked about it because we saw you the other week, and you said you've been having a moment where. You were coming off of it, and now you, I remember now. You said you were coming off. You'd come off of it, and now you were just, just fucking, just annoyed at everything. Just yeah. So there must have been something in it. If you, you've gone from being completely calm, unless your brain is just so, so in tune with, I don't know, man. That's that. It must be something in there. I definitely respond to whatever it is in. Uh, MDMA like mm. when I used to do MDMA it was like a part of my brain and I'm sure everyone has this on their, their drug of choice is that there's a part of my brain that goes yeah this is the thing that's missing from every day mm. you know yes. I'll be out at a party and I'll be so chilled so high so happy so well intentioned so well meaning so mm. completely open to anything or anyone that I'm talking to or I'm around to the point where you can be around when you're on MDMA you can be around like pretty aggressive people or even like menacing people. I remember hanging around with people who were in gangs and just talking to them and they were really nice to me and they could tell that I was a safe place to talk, mm. you know, and that I wasn't judgmental. And I had these guy, this guy said, oh, man, I've got a bit of a man crush on you. <laughs> I, was like this, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything just in case you then have latent homophobia that, you know, you start smash, smacking me. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. I love you, but I hate you because I love you. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know I was gay. You fucking, yeah, come you here. fucking what? You meet, you meet Stanley. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I was just um, aware. I, I was always aware that oh, if I had a bit of this every day, then I'd mm. be like, life would be sweet. So when I was on Prozac, I was like, oh, this shit. This is the feeling I was chasing on the MD. This is the uh, that feeling of of just a kind of calm mood, being able to hold, you know, being able to feel comfortable in my own skin. Um, 
to feel all right wherever I was, not to get over overwhelmed socially, that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, this definitely there's there's definitely something in this that's in that drug as yeah. well. It's um it's yeah, this I I have I've realised now all my throughout my drug taking years and it wasn't all the time, it just there'd been phases of like, yeah and then it's we didn't do it for ages. But um I've realised now, when I was taking them, I never, I've always managed to keep one hand on the ground. I was, all, it didn't matter where, what I took, where I went, I've never really been totally obliterated. I was always managing mm. to hang on. And because I've, t- like, people have told me about their drug use and they've told me what, how, what they've seen and what they've experienced. And I'm like, I don't think I ever did experience it to that level. I think because I was too busy trying to hang on, that I never really cut loose and let go. Mm. You know, and so I haven't really. Yes, there, there's. I think MDMA was the one where I went. Yeah, this is. I could. I could travel around on this mm. and do this. Yeah, yeah, this would be nice. Bouncing around, around on this cloud. Yeah, <laughs> like monkey on his cloud. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is amazing. But yeah, I think. Yeah, I think growing up there was always something I needed. I was always on the move. Always needed something. And so, of course, I started to, you know, you, you dabble in all manner of stuff, looking to fill that gap, trying to find that thing. Mm. Really, I think it's only now I'm older that I realise that you can't feel spectacular all the time. Mm. It's just not natural. You're going to have days. Like today, I'm in such a fucking shit mood. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, but you see, I can feel it right there, and I just mm. want to fucking... I want to call some of my cunt, but I'm not going to. Mm. Right? But... That I I know what that is. That's because I'm tired. That's because I've I've rushed around this morning. Yeah, I'll be all right later. Yeah, and I mean I, I think as you get older, you do have a more of a sense of calm and get more get your head around things. I think it's a nice place. I think you realise maybe that you've been here before. That's the good. You know, as you get older, you you recognise a, a, a little moment you're in, or a spell you're in, or a or a bad patch, and you go, all right, I've been here before. Yeah. You kind of even just the familiarity of it, it makes it less overwhelming. Maybe there's that, yeah. And I think the things that are stressing me out. There's some stuff that I'm still dealing with, just financially. And at the end of the day, I just had just now. Whereas when I was younger, I'd be like, oh fuck, fuck, fuck. Now I'm like, the worst is going to happen. They can't mm. can't take anything. I haven't got anything. They're not going to put me in prison. It's not that bad. I, there's not really much they can do. They're going to have to figure it out with me. Yeah. And you go, once you get your head around that, you go, yeah, they're going to have to figure it out. Have you been putting the strip clubs through as um, staff welfare again, Rich? $300,000 a side? Where is it? $30,000 on these sides? Yeah. No, I haven't. I don't go to strip clubs. I had that conversation with somebody the other day. Never mm, been what, my the thing. Debt collecting, yeah, yeah. The, the debt, to, debt collectors came around. So what Mr. Wilson, well, I know we've spoken about this before, <laughs> but these receipts, <laughs> four hundred quid on lube. I mean, Wilson, um, no, it's not my thing. But yeah, you know, you kind of get your head around stuff, don't you? As you get older, you kind of go, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? I also think when you do get sad as you get older, mm. it's it's also comes with an extra layer of oh fuck this again. Which, yeah. which, that's the the flip side of getting older is that you kind of spot the same old shite coming round if it does come back around and go, oh, I thought I'd done this, 
I thought this was done. And then you realise some of your memories and your pain is now 25, 30 years old. And it's like, it's fucking vintage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh no, I'm still defined by some shit that happened in 1992. It's like, you're the only one that remembers that. You've archived it. No one else remembers. Yeah. So it's in you and you kind of gone, all right. So I've done all this therapy and all this stuff. And I've, you know, got built a life that I'm really, uh, is the life I want and need. And even then, there's this this thing hanging around. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, that can be quite, that can add to the psychological element of it. That's almost like a director's commentary going on over the top. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, you haven't fixed this, have you? This is still <laughs> there. So that, yeah, that's a, that's the flip side, I reckon. Well, I think it's as well, when you have, when you have an unusual start in life, like I didn't I had a, my parents you know they weren't rich but they weren't we just we didn't have a lot of money but we weren't wasn't shit and they, they did their best and there was a, but there's, you know, there's bits and bobs that could have been better but you know that's the same everybody but I think there's some people that when you have such an unusual start to life then it's very difficult to kind of <clears throat> to build what you want because you mm. have a you have a weird sense of what what reality is do you know what I mean yeah yeah and I think because I know I know you had an unusual sort of beginning, and that's that must have been that must have been hard to kind of get your head around and then go right. You sort of out the other side. You're right. Where right? What happens now? Where do I? What happened? Well, what? Do, how yeah. do I be? How do I build on this? Yeah. Or how does any of this work? Yeah. You, know, you what come the fuck? out into the world and go right. How do you make friends? How do you? Mm. How do you just? How, how does the basic mechanics of this work? Yeah. That must yeah. have been. That must have been frightening to be honest yeah yeah i think yeah because i was it was a it was religious um Mm. religious stuff coming at me from a young age so yeah Yeah. i think that that done in concentrated doses and um with a kind of fervor is very anti-life it's um it's kind of designed to distance (coughs) you from life yeah to make you doubt your own instincts impulses desires to sort of to kind of look down on everyone else who isn't Christian, mm. see them as lost, sinful. So you're spending your your childhood years trying to save people, save people's souls, and that's not really good for banter when you're ten. <laughs> no, and that's not I mean, your job either. That's your, no, you're supposed it's my to be dad's f- job. <laughs> you fucking do it. You fucking do it. Yeah, but, you're, but that's the thing. And then and. It seems to me when it's ex- when in these religious things, that are, especially extreme, well, extremes of anything, but extremes of religion, your sort of your life isn't yours. Your it's your life is your servant to the to the, the to the god that you're. Yeah, supposedly. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all disposable, really. You're kind of you're on a mission, and I think um, life shouldn't be that for a kid. I think you know you need that time to experiment and to find yourself and to work out what your limits are, what your boundaries are, what your tastes are, who you are, what you want to do with your life. But if you're being told from a young age that essentially the, the anything you want to do is really second, it's, mm. um, it's secondary to the bigger plan, and there's bigger stuff to worry about than what you want. You know, when you're ten, you you want really nice trainers. That's yes. one of the main things you want. You want the Nike Air Max. You yeah. know, you want the main thing. You want the Jordans. Oh, your mates you want, have got. Yeah. You want to look cool. You want to have fun. You want to watch the movies that are out. Um, but you're being told that it's materialism and sinful, 
and worshipping false idols and mm. that the messaging in the movies and music you're watching and listening to is actually um kind of perpe- perpetuating a sinful lifestyle or is has been sort of infiltrated by the devil you know you you end up just going all right well I can't there's fuck all I can do really without with with yeah. joy and that actually going to church wasn't fun either you know that's dry as hell when you're 10 yeah i think that's the thing as well when if they made it fun if they made if you'd kind of be more inclined like look at gospel churches look incredible I can mm. totally see why people go into that and get caught up in it because it just the energy and the vibe and the love in the room it's just it's, it's next level you go yeah, yeah of course but then you've got Christianity and and you know other uh, Catholicism and it's it's all about punishment and and mm. silence and you should be just you should just be devoted to your Lord and you should be just sitting in the corner staring at the wall just praying and reading your Bible and all that and you go mm. why. Why yeah. give me this? Why give me if if you gave me this precious thing called life? Why are you? Why have I got to do it? Staring at a wall, just yeah. thinking about you, you arrogant piece of shit. Yeah, it's not celebratory, is it? No, the, the Baptist thing that you're talking about, I, I particularly feel like in, in the African element of it really gets that as well. And when you see it in England, yeah, they are there is that joyful quality, mm. and it's like oh, you're celebrating. Jesus, you're celebrating life, you're celebrating being saved, you're ce- celebrating the earth, all the things that you would want if you're if you think that you've been saved. Well, why aren't you dancing? Yeah. And then bring that joy to the world because surely that's going to be more contagious and more um, compelling to people than some miserable fuck wearing a suit who's frowning at you and giving you a leaflet. Yeah, <laughs> you know who wants to go to that church? You'll only yeah. you'll, you'll only recruit people that are lost, sad, lonely. You won't recruit, you know, this, you could open up a whole world just by being the thing you want people to, 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 you know, to become. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's very, it's very sullen, like the Christian church. It's very, a lot, there's a lot of kind of just duty bound, heavy hearted people just ticking the boxes of behavior Mm. rather than actually living the experience, living the, the love that they talk of. Jesus, you know, God is love. It's like, yeah, but you're miserable. Yeah, There's, and you're, you know, yeah. you're dry. You look like a raisin. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just yeah. look, you just look like there's no. You look like deflated. Yeah, you don't look like you're enjoying this at all, and you're taking it out on me. Yeah, you know, you're like you're going. You're not. You're not giving enough. You're not doing enough. And you're like no, but you're. It's just you. You're just sad, and so I'm now. As you do, in, I remember being at secondary school. And there was, every, I've said this before, everybody was getting bullied on different levels. So mm. the bullies at the top were bullying, they were bullying. And then the bullies, were, people were getting bullied, were bullying other people. I got bullied, so I bullied someone else. Mm. It was awful. And that's because we were all miserable. Mm. And I think it's so unhealthy. I mean, believe what you want to believe. If that, you know, I'm not knocking that, but don't be a cunt about it. Jesus Christ. You know I think I mean? it's when um, it's when when there's an evangelical element because there is with Christianity and there is with uh, you see it now with social justice. There's a, there's a sense that they're on they're on a mission. Uh, sorry about the noise. I think someone's doing some drilling next yeah, door. Right, if mate, you're picking that up, Paul might be able to do some wizardry. Yeah, sure but um, there's a there's a sense that they're on a mission. They have a they have a world that they need to save. And when that's the when when that's the rhetoric, it does make it it does make it more invasive because they, they've got to save the world. Yeah. So you know, if you're a Christian, you believe that the world is lost and, and Jesus is going to come back and those who aren't saved will go to hell. And that's a heavy thing to, to hold. And 
you see it with social justice people they are trying to build to this beautiful world where everyone is represented and we're all equal and there's no injustice and why would you why would you doubt that why would you not want to do that and here's the ways we can do it and why aren't you willing you're not willing you're not willing to do it and here's you know i'm offering you some guidelines on how to be a better person to change the world to build to this future and you're not willing and you can see that people get get crazy because they're like they think they have the solution to this mm. problem and this is the way it needs to be done and if you're against it it puts their back up or makes them crazy or makes them sad because they feel that you're basically saying no i don't think that's the world that we should have or no i'm not into that change but it's actually just they have a different way of doing things they have a different way of building that world that they want yeah it must have been when you were coming when you're in it as well you obviously i mean i don't know how it ended was it you did you make a choice or did it did something happen and you, you came away from the church um gradually gradually yeah. just a restlessness for the between about 11 and 15 and then finally 15 i stopped but yeah it was it was a it was a, a lot of arguing on sunday morning and my mm. dad threatening me and trying everything you know threatening me with hell and mm. you know just anything he could and and telling me that i had to go because he was the grown-up and eventually you know you get 13 14 and you can't really force a kid out the out of a building no or into and that's a building. The so you must have had all the way along you must have had that there's something more than to this there's something more than this do you know what i mean that pushed you on to go in the end go do you know what absolutely fuck this i'm out I and think I yeah you know. I probably did I probably yeah. did because when I was about 11 12 I came off I came off the tracks for a while and I was just um enjoying life for about I don't know I don't know how long it was in my in my head it was a year but I think it was probably only a few weeks because mm. I was just ecstatic I was swearing I I was swearing yeah. so much I was like all this energy was coming out of me that was just like repressed anger and just just being able to express myself yeah, and I was funny, and I could say the stuff I wanted to say, and I could banter, and I could give it back if anyone was shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I had to swallow it, turn the other cheek, you know, not swear, not even have sinful thoughts. For about I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a couple, few months, I was just me, you know, and I, yeah. was, I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> so I think it's like you know when they send, I think it's the church, is it the Mormon church or the Amish? They send you away for a year. When you're yes, in the your Amish, late teens, you go away into the world for a year to see what to see how the world lives, and then if you don't want to come back, you don't have to come back. Yeah, but it's it's a way to test that you're you're solid, that you're proper, and to give you that insight into what you have by seeing how other people live. But for, I think maybe those few months just gave me an insight into who I am, and then my dad got hold of me again with the fear, and I got back into shape and was sort of doing the thing but I don't think my heart was in it no I was just trying to avoid hell and I don't think fear is enough to hold you for long um once you've tasted how life can be mm. for me personally anyway I think other people maybe fear does work uh, long term but I got I just felt so incredible those few months yeah I bet um yeah. so yeah I think I probably had a glimpse there I think it's that that I th if you're if you if you think about, if you are one of those people that sort of mulls things over, thinks about it, instead of just accepting, like someone telling, like we've already said before, like someone goes, "This is how it is," and you go, "Okay," and then they, you go, "Well, this is this is heaven if you're good, and then there's hell if you're bad." You don't want to go to hell. That's woof. And then yeah. they really hammer home the hell bit. Then you just, oh my god! And so, 
if you believe it and you're in, then you know you know but if you're if they, if you've got that in you where you kind of go hang on a minute so I, okay so i've just got to spend my life not i'm worried about going down there mm. and there's only a chance i might go up there yeah yeah but i've got to worry about i'm probably more likely to go there so i've got to really worry about that yeah but I, I, if I'm really good and I collect enough tokens, I might get yeah. to go there. But that's not guaranteed. So, oof, but watch out. It's like if you mm. start when you start, you go. That doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah, this, none of this makes sense. And that's yeah. when it's that's when the fear starts to go away. Do you know yeah. what I dilute a little? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it does make sense if it's what you're raised in. Even yeah. if it doesn't make sense, if you know what I mean. Mm. It, uh, that's the thing. You question it. And then they just say, oh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. That's the oh, one that yeah, comes back yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it also Bill Hicks has a great bit about this where there's, there's built-in logic systems that keep it keep it protected. So you, if you start to sound persuasive in your argument against it, people will say, oh, the devil's got hold of you. Oh, yeah. So if they find themselves going, oh, yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> no, no, the devil, the devil's here. Oh. So the persuasiveness is the devil yeah and questioning it is doubting it but the lord works in mysterious ways so if there's any if there's any big blank in in what seems to make sense about the the dogma where you go hang on a sec that seems a bit oh the lord works in mysterious ways he has a plan he has a plan we are we're not we're not privy to his his plans you know it's like oh brilliant so i've just got a cognitive dissonance that have i yeah just carry on pretend that i didn't see the crack that's that leap of faith, isn't it? It's that kind of, mm. okay, all right, well, I'm here now. I believe it. I'll just yeah. go. And, and whoever came up with that phrase, he mo- he moves in mysterious ways. Yeah. Must have had a must have had the rest of the day off. Because <laughs> all of his little all of his little buddies just went, you fucking nailed that, mate. You smashed it, mate. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. there's no getting out of that. That's going to keep abs- the people down. That'll keep the people down. Yeah, yeah that'll and stop them fucking each other. And while yeah, so yeah, while they're fucking each other behind doors. But this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, isn't it? It's like all the people in charge tell you not to do this, that, and the other, whilst they're at it. And you yeah. just like the minute we're in this, you know, this cost of living crisis, and you you're standing there in front of the the members of parliament, going, "This is fucked. You need to start doing something about this. You need to start actually helping the people rather than talking about the economy mm. and inflation mm. and." all these things it's like help the people the economy will grow if you do mm. that but and they go yeah but there isn't any money but we can't really do that you know, as, they're, as they're being handed handfuls of money and they're shoving it in their pockets as they're talking to you about there mm. not being any money and yeah. it's the same thing always the people in charge manipulate the people down the bottom and it, it's never I, it's just it's human nature isn't it I don't think humans. they're. I don't think they're empaths. I don't think no. you can be an empath if you come, f- uh, if you're raised in privilege, uh, and then just ushered through th- uh, to the next, you know, the next level of of power. It's yeah. like how can you possibly have any care? You know, how, how can you possibly really know what it's like to live and to have that ten years where you're struggling away? You know, trying to make money and trying to, you know. Yeah. Get get where you want to get in life, and I know they they'll have their version, and there are honest politicians. But yeah, there's a hell yeah. of a lot of businessmen and women, essentially careerists. Yeah, people who just who who want to reach the upper echelon of that that job. It's not really about changing the world or reaching people or touching lives or um, soothing the pain 
of the every man. No, of course not. You know, and it's like if you've been through shit and you've had to, you know, work to get where you've got and it's been hard, it just builds empathy, doesn't it? It just yeah. makes you appreciate what you have and you don't talk down to people who service staff and you just know, you know what I mean? It's just, so yeah, you're dealing with, with people who just haven't really got life experience. Yeah, 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 exactly pulling that. the strings. Exactly, because they're just born into that life and they go, well, you're going to be doing this or this, so don't worry yeah. about it. And, you know, you... We were, do you know what? We were watching, there's a TV show called You. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, yeah, and we series. watched it last night. And um, there was a bit, there was, they're in this big stately home and people are getting bumped off and this, that, and the other. And, and Kate said, I just said, these people are fucking awful. And she said, yeah, but they're not real people. And I went, oh, no, this is true. This is, these are people that, there's people like this that just don't give a shit. Like mm. they'll, they'll have, they'll send poor people off into the woods to hunt them. You know, I was mm. getting on this mad. I don't, you know, I don't have much of a chip on my shoulder, but I'm like, these people don't give a fuck about us. Yeah. They, they are, they genuinely don't see us as people. Yeah. And, you know, and, and they're and, in charge. And why would they? Why would they, you know, I don't know. There's a, it kind of breeds a certain type of, sociopath doesn't it politics mm. the ones that do well it's a kind of it's a it's an operation it's a exercise in skill and um sort of manipulation and using the right words at the right time and yeah. and, and 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 using you know good good suits and a, a way of talking and and you know it's all kind of learned um and it's and we're we're just so we're just so desperate to hear someone that sounds like they they know what they're doing. Yeah, we go all right. Well, he yeah he seems he seems better than the last one. <laughs> you know he sounds sure, and we yeah. go all right. That's fine, and we just keep, keep keep trusting it. I would have been really interested to know what would happen if Corbyn had got in. Oh God, yeah, that would have yeah. been a real. That would have been. Would it have been different? Would he have changed? Oh, would he have been know. corrupted? This is the thing, isn't it? Would what? he have started a war? You're like, Jeremy, what are you doing? <laughs> Jez, mate, what happened? Mate. <laughs> he comes walking in with like this, yeah, this mad, expensive Armani tracksuit. He's <laughs> banging around. Like, oh, my God, he's gone completely the other way. This yeah. is awful. I think all, it does seem to be when people get a bit of power. In our industry as well, it seems to be that people, when they get up to a certain level, they do get a bit corrupted by it. I think mm. in all in all walks of life, when you get to a level of say importance, you get a bit up yourself, mm. and you do start to do things, and you and then you you and then you get that buzz of I don't want I can't let this go I need this now, mm, mm. and so you you go all out, and I'm not saying this is everybody, this is one or two people, but you kind of that fight then they start to fight to keep hold of the power that they've yeah, got yeah yeah and yeah. that and then they just they just become so incensed and like i must have this at all costs and yes yes and that's when it gets shit yeah 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 they they're they're hooked into the lifestyle or the the status mm, the status yes and that's it now they want that that's the drug that they're they're getting their biggest hit from yeah so they just yeah that's very true i think luckily i have uh an, enough I have enough erraticness in my mental health to, to that that keeps me humble. You know, <laughs> it's like, I, I've, you know, I'm only a few ever a day away from my own system calling me a piece of shit. So I don't, 
it doesn't really touch the sides if any no. success is like okay great i've done that show now and then a week later ah you're a sack of piss you know what i mean <laughs> look at you what are you doing still living in a house share it's like oh, there's always right. something isn't there there's always there's always um i i've never had i've never coasted to the to that next level when it comes to this job of of feeling kind of st- i don't know i just don't think i i don't think it would sit well with me and i think if you want to go into the mainstream i think you have to you have to be able to sort of live in that weird world of the artificial mm. and you watch primetime tv and you see the guys going through and you're like okay great but you're i kind of go right well you've opted you're you're in this kind of glossy world with studio audiences which i mm. hate and i can't bear and I, and a lot of the time i've done tv i've really cringed at how contrived it is when you're in it yeah. You know, the, the, where they're, they're like, okay, we're going to do that one again. And Tom, can we get you to repeat that line? And can we get you to react to something that's just happened, but it hasn't happened yet? We're going to use it later. So I'm like, I'm not having to react to something that hasn't happened yet <laughs> that they're going to cut into the edit. And all right, we're going to get that walk on again and roll the dry ice. You know, it's, it, all that stuff is like, oh, I don't know. This is really not, this is not what I really, not really what I enjoy. But no. if you can live with all that, the gloss and the the basic the, the the fact that it's a product that's being sold mm. to people sitting on their asses at home going well this is entertaining um if you can live with that and you can wear the suit and you can do your persona on tap then you can have great success but i think i'm really bad at all of those things <laughs> and i'm not saying oh i'm really real i'm just saying i can't keep up a performance that's very consistent yeah yeah so yeah. if i have to be prime time gloss i think i'd probably start being a bit shitty after episode one right start start saying things that reveal my actual opinions about the structure (laughs) of power and the nature of fame and you know this sort of dumb entertainment that people bloat out on and waste their lives watching you know what i mean i wouldn't be i wouldn't i couldn't help it it's it's yes i know what you mean i mean i see it as because i used to be the same and now I'm like, do you know what? You know, you can do these things. And if you do all right on them, then that means at some point you'll get to do the things you really want to do. Yeah. But you have to get into the spotlight for, not the spotlight, but you have to get on a level. So then people go, right, okay, what, what would you, what have you got any ideas? And you go, actually, mm, yes, mm. I do. I'm going to, and I have these ideas. Yes. Yeah, because you know, you're, you're doing X Factor, aren't you? I. Um, I will talk about that off, off this. I've been told. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I got told off, uh, not by them, but by someone else. Um, it's uh, yeah. Oh like, well, yeah. Because that's because I'm like I've got ideas, and I'm like I just you got give me a, give me a, give me a little bit of a of I just need my my profile raised a bit, and then I'll be able to do these things I want to do. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's it. And I think that's it. You got to. We are very much, yes, ambition is a good thing. But I think if ambition keeps making you look away from where you are yeah. to the next thing, instead of giving you a moment to go, do you know what? Actually, I'm doing all right. I'm doing yeah. all right. This is yeah. nice, actually. I've got, like, at the minute, I've got, it's a shit day today, but be all right later. But I'm having a nice time. I've got a lovely, beautiful wife who's very funny. I've got lovely friends around me. There's, I'm, all, I'm all right. I'm all right. So I've got to keep looking at that and go, yes, right. And there's things, you know, there's things that are coming along and I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Uh, And and I say that as someone who's done that thing where I'm like, oh, fuck, why am I not, why am I not doing that? Why am I not there? 
and you just that just hurts you mm. you're just getting in your own way and you and you give that energy off into the universe and then people are like oh he's a bit he's a bit off yeah I don't know there's something about him and they don't want to work with you or I don't want to yeah. do things with you yeah so I think trying to find that kind of uh, an inner peace which sounds I know that sounds wank but no that's really true because it's, it's the ambition the ambition becoming the drive yeah. is is completely it's like it's missing the point almost isn't it? it's like ambition is 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 part of the drive yeah you have the things you want to do but as you say as you say if the ambition itself becomes the driving force of all of it then you're kind of caught in this in the coldest element of it yeah yeah and yeah taking stock and being appreciative is really important um and it's ideally you're aligning accepting where you are in your life and what your progress is yeah you know with your ambition sort of aligning the two together but that's why social media is so dangerous because as you say glance down yep. you're, you're fucked off for about a week Some, someone's grinning face holding up some <laughs> trophy or smirking with some <laughs> celebrity that they you know ask for a picture with and it's like it just puts you in a bad mood doesn't it and you're like yeah. and then it makes you doubt your own progress you think oh fuck you know yeah. then you sort of think you have to sort of paddle faster and work harder and it's like no you've got your pacing you've got your way of doing things exactly. and yeah it's, you are where you need to be my mate alan says this is exact this moment is perfect you exactly. are always exactly where you need to be this is the thing when people say do you like regrets and things like that they go yeah there's i look back and there's people i've upset in the last recently actually I, but i just had to make a decision and unfortunately that decision upset a couple of people and I'm like, you know, but that's, I had to, I wasn't being a cunt. I just needed to make those decisions. There's going to be people in your past that you've upset. Hopefully they'll get, later on, they'll, after everything sort of settled down, they go, all right, I get it. Well, yeah. they upset me, but I get it. It wasn't that, wasn't as bad as all that. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, I think you have to just, it, yeah, like you say, take stock. Don't let the ambition become the drive because you're, then you're on a runaway train. They're just that you'll never you'll never be out of stop and then suddenly you're in the fucking ditches yeah um i think and capitalism wins in that in that you know, it's like you're just caught in that in in that system of status yeah. and it and if it does come crashing down you know it's extremely painful to to suddenly face yourself and 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 have no self-respect that yeah. isn't derived from success or from what your last project was yeah, you know, if that's if your sense of whole sense of self is based on on your profile or your size of your house, it's a very vulnerable place to be. Yeah, and, and people like that are incredibly boring to hang around with because they don't really want to. They don't want, really want to have a chat because that's no. too dangerous. They can't afford to start dismantling it because they believe in it. Yeah, you hang around with materialists, pure materialists. It's just so boring. <laughs> It's just like you. Why, why are you so obsessed with all this shit? Yeah, I got the latest telly. I got the latest this. Got the yeah. latest that. And you're like, yeah, but why? But also, your neighbour has exactly the same stuff. <laughs> is this about the stuff, or is it about being making sure that you have the same stuff as your neighbour, so they know you're doing all right? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Status. You're so caught in the in a particular version of it. It's like, mate, just fucking drop it. Let some people think you're a loser. It's all right. I quite yeah. enjoy people thinking I'm a loser. It's fun to play with, yeah. Like, you know, because I I look like sometimes I go up to people and ask them for directions because I don't have a smartphone, or ask them the time. Which actually I've got a, I've got a phone with the time on it, so that's very rare. Excuse me, do you have the time? <laughs> do you have a light for my pipe? Um, 
but yeah just people look at me as if i'm homeless and i can see they, they can't work out whether i'm homeless or whether i'm just a bit scruffy right, yeah, and right I, for right. a moment i see that flicker of what is this guy what does he want yeah and What's then he they about? yeah and then they hear my grammar school education voice <laughs> and they go oh well no he's he's fine we'll give him directions he's eccentric <laughs> yes he's just unkempt but there's probably some land in the family yes uh, you head up there to the left and um but yeah it's uh it's fun to i've quite enjoyed playing with that or well, not playing mm. with it but just seeing how people think i'm a loser i remember when i started doing comedy you know people people would make comments and oh we do comedy or you know when you hit 30 or oh, you're getting on it's like you have to be prepared to be a bit of a scumbag in comedy for a while you know yeah <clears throat> by other people's standards i think yeah i think again with age you sort of i'm at a point now where i care less about what people think i kind of i think i'm in a good place where i'm like hey, do you know what i know i could be a bit of a dick sometimes but i'm actually fundamentally pretty cool i'm all right mm. do you know what i mean i've got a nice set it's not overly confident but it's enough mm -hmm. where i i could kind of see where other people are at i go yeah because i've been there so i could see why people are saying certain things why they're behaving in a certain way i go yeah you're just upset and you're insecure because of mm. this that, and the other mm. and i say that from a, someone that's been there yeah, yeah. So now I'm like, and, and like getting upset because someone else that I think is a piece of shit is doing well. I should, yeah. That's what fucked me off today. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Everyone else knows you're a piece of shit, but look at you. And I know that that person would be really happy that knowing that I was upset about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's up and down, it fluctuates. One minute I'm confident. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm fine next minute. You're a piece of yeah. <laughs> Imagine getting to a point where you can scroll through social media homepages and not be emotionally thrown off by other people's lives. That's the dream, isn't it? It is the That's dream. That's the true test. That yeah. and going to see your mum and staying calm, I think. You know, when you go and see your mum, that's a real test. There's that line about if you think you're enlightened, go and st spend the weekend with your mum. You know, that thing where people go down the uh, the meditation and yoga and then they say, yeah, 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 I'm really transcending. And then you go and hang out with your mum then. Yeah. But yeah, scroll through the homepages, hang out with your mum. Let's see how much you've really changed. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise this is all just lovely words. Lovely words. Yeah. <laughs> but now you're, I mean, now, you know, you're well out of where you were. You have built a life for yourself, a successful life. Let's be honest. You've done, I don't mean to sound patronising in any way, shape or form, but you've, you've experienced you've compared compared to a lot of people's yours has been an extraordinary life from where you started out to where you are now but you, yeah you, you know you might you're not where you want to be right now but you're in a better place than you were yeah I, to be honest i'm only not in the place i want to be right now because med i've come off the medication and i'm yeah. having to renegotiate my real feelings for good and for bad and it's messy and yeah. the pills took away the, the the sharp you know the rough edges Mm. of that and gave me a consistency which is now not there so yeah but in general i'm very happy with where my life is i'm on tour for the first time i've done nice. some great shows of i feel i just adore comedy it's the only job i could do it's the yeah. it's the perfect thing for me and it's because it, you know it's it's being on my own and i need that and i need not to have a boss and i need to be able to have my ups and downs and it not imagine imagine you know with our moods and our and our stuff going into an office every day we'd fall out with everyone yeah my desk would be upside down by lunchtime 
You're like, what? <laughs> he's on Mock the Week, that fucking bastard. <laughs> I'm not even a comedian, but even I know he's a wanker. <laughs> that, honestly. Um, yeah. I, um, but you know what? This is the danger with, I think, with medication. And some people absolutely need it because their they're, they're chemistry is so out of whack for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, and we all, like, we all fluctuate. But I think that's the thing. Life is abrasive and, and it's yeah. got edges and sharp bits and mm. and i think people now this like now they'll they'll they say oh i'm a bit i don't i don't i don't like to go to certain i'm i don't like to go to certain situation uh, social situations because it makes me anxious my anxiety my anxiety and you go yeah you're that's life yeah. you're gonna experience uncomfortable things you can't mm. have it smooth and not jagged it's not gonna be good for you yeah, you're never yeah. going to do anything. You're never going to go anywhere. You never the fear, fear for me. I, I I quite like being in situations now where I go, this is new. I'm this is awful, but I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, the yeah. sense of achievement once I've got through it because I'm quite I'm quite shy fundamentally. I've said this to loads of people. So when I go, to, this is why I was drinking too much. I was having a couple of pints and then. And then I was like, yeah, now I'm here. But then I'm like two pints in, I've got the sweets, but I'm like, fucking, yeah, let's have yeah. more pints. So it was getting mm. out of hand. But you need fear and you need jagged bits. You just need them. Otherwise, mm. and then you, because then when it gets calm for a bit and it's nice, you, you're not going to experience that. Yeah. It's, it's everything's just the right, it's just in the middle doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling nice. But essentially, but you're, kind you, of, it's like you're, it's like you're having your rent paid isn't it someone's yeah. paying your rent it kind of it takes something away from um reality which is important for the full picture i think so um yeah. yeah so yeah i think you're right i think there is this kind of sense that we must avoid all of our bad feelings or, or the harder feelings and only do the things that make us feel comfortable yeah all the time and you do lose out on on basically a lot of pain and pain is the thing that makes us bigger i think it does like, you know makes like you makes you more sensitive as well to other people and yourself and you become more compassionate and more aware yeah once you've gone through suffering i know um, and that's the thing you know i don't want people to suffer but at the same time i feel we're becoming far too self-involved mm. but the, when i listen to people it's all about what they want what they want to feel how yeah. they want to feel you like yeah man all right cool but what about everybody else yeah. I, I hear like a lot of comedians now a lot of newer comedians and it's just it's like 20 minutes of like you haven't spoken about anything that affects anyone else yeah which and is yeah know. which is why i kind of and you know what i was always worried about getting older but now i'm just like i'm not really i don't really take people seriously i do i do respect people and love people who are young but i i don't really take i find it hard to take them fully seriously until they've been smashed about by life yeah you know what i mean i just yeah. like if you have if you if you haven't had a heartbreak or a death in the family or if you're not financially independent then i, d I can't really take you seriously and mm. I, I can respect you and treat you as as you know tr treat you nicely and be with you but i just feel like you aren't an adult yeah, you aren't yeah really yeah. A, you aren't an adult until you are on your own two feet have you know have navigated these things uh appreciate how lucky you are and don't take things what's the expression narcissistic injury 
yeah right. and i think okay. it's taking everything personally yeah. when something bad happens and why is this happening to me and it's, it's like it's not happening to you it's happening you know yeah and you're just taking a weird kind of taking it personally yeah yeah, um, yeah. and that narcissistic injury thing i associate with quite young or just very privileged people who are just always you know as you say just always talking about their own thing yeah. and their own experience and their own emotional landscape as if it's fucking yeah. fascinating to everyone else <laughs> and it's just do you know what i do remember when i was younger and i was you know i was probably in the same place where i was a bit i was very self-involved when i was growing up i know i because you are you're young we all and you're just we like, all are, yeah. I, I want this and why have yeah. i not got that and yeah. yeah and you think you're the most important you're the thing yeah you think you're the main character in everything and then yeah i know a few talking to a few older people when I was young and then they went, come and see me when you're 40, come mm. and see me when you're 50. Mm. And then you, now you go, oh, oh yeah, mm. I get it now. Yeah. Absolutely. You go, oh yeah, I was, I didn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. And I think you also, when, I think also when you're acting out, that's also a thing, mm. that thing of, if you're doing anything for effect, like we were talking about status a minute ago and how people's ambition is literally all the the thing, is the drive. But if you're doing stuff for effect for other people, yes, that's also a thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. that's not really living, is it? That's not, it's not, I mean, not living. It's just, you're not really, the, the reasoning, the intention behind what you're doing is, yeah. is, is flimsy. Yeah. And dependent on external forces. Yes, that's why derive. I was doing it. Yeah, I was just doing. I was put. I wanted to be portrayed in a certain way. I wanted to people to see me as whatever they. I I can't remember. You know, I wanted them to see me as a cool dude. As a uh, when I was younger, I wanted to think I was a tough guy. You know, I wanted to people to see me in a certain way. I was portraying mm. myself in certain ways so that people go, "Oh, he's a cool dude. Mm. He's this. He's that." Yeah, yeah. And it was always for other people, as you've just said, always. Yeah. But I think you need to do that in order to go, oh, it's almost like you need to do all these phases. There's just yeah. no way around it. You've got to go through it. You've got to go through the the various um, facades. Yeah. Um, to see how, to see, just to face them and see what they're like. You know, because we're raised with them, aren't we? Films and TV and yes. just products everything's a product being presented to us and we go oh that's exciting and dazzling and we get hooked into it and then we want it and then we have to do it in order to realize what's real and what's junk yes um otherwise yeah. we won't learn and then the, the problem with religion is that you tell people to transcend things before they've even experienced them so they can't know for themselves how hollow those things are they have to just be told to avoid avoid this because it's junk you got a curiosity. You need to go through it mm. first to discover for yourself, yeah, its value or its worth. Yeah, it's absolutely that, and it, and that's where all the problems stem from. If you, if someone says to you, "Don't do that," that's don't, don't experience that. That's a bad thing. But if you like, you've just, you've just nailed it. You went, you know, yeah. But if you've got a curiosity about things, yeah, you're going to start looking, and then it's gonna, you're going to be in a weird position where you're trusting the adults that. Are supposedly that have your best interests at heart, mm. but then there's this world where they're going, yeah, but that's terrible, and you're like, yeah, but is it though? Is it really? Yeah, but also they've done the fucking stuff themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did it when they were younger, before yeah. they converted, or when they went off the rails when they were young, and yeah. they're trying to shoehorn, they're trying to like project their experience onto you. Well, I've done it. Trust me, darling. This is very bad. I had lots of sex all through my twenties. <laughs> 
I had some brilliant times, but now I realise it was a sin. And it's I like, oh, what done, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> so you had a good time in the seventies. Why can't I have a good time in the nineties? <laughs> exactly, you piece of shit. <laughs> Give, let me go banging around. <laughs> you did it. I want yeah, exactly. It. It's that hypocrisy, isn't it? It is that. It's exactly that. And oh, yeah. I think that is just in. That's just humans as well, and will evolve. But that stuff seems to just be ever present, mm. you know. And I don't. I don't think I don't want to be down on human beings. I'm trying to. I'm actually like it is a it is an amazing thing that we exist in the first place. Mm. I was thinking about on the way into work. I was it's a head fuck, though, isn't it? It is a head fuck. Existing. I was driving around like, what the f- yeah? <laughs> it's just just it. It's just really, what the fuck are we here for? Fuck is the point. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's the thing because human beings always thought we were the center of the universe and important, and we're mm. not. We don't even like Tommy Tiernan had this great bit about. He goes, you went to the planetarium, and then there was us, and then it came out. And then it was all our galaxy and Milky Way, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then you come out again. There's all these other galaxies, and it comes out again. Galaxies, and there's other things. It's so infinitely massive. Mm. And he goes, no, far from being the centre of everything. He goes, no one knows we're here. <laughs> 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 because it's so tiny, and and and, there, and I think there is that human beings that are like we're so important. He goes, no, we're not. We're part of a we're part of a moment in time, mm. and then one day the planet will shift again, and we'll be gone. But there'll be there'll be whatever else is running around. Mm. Mm. We'll have the wisp. I don't. I'd love know. to see that. I'd love to see what comes after us. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I wonder what it'd be. Would it just be like light, or would one light? of the other animals will rise up and take over? <laughs> the monkeys will come to land. Daddy Longlegs will finally get his moment. <laughs> Striding around. <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> so what happens now, Tom? You've got how are you dealing with the changes in you with these with now you're coming off your medication. Have mm. they explained to you that there's a time that, that, where it's just like coming out of your system? This, um, yeah, it's, I've read up about it and watched yeah. a few YouTube videos and talked to my shrink about it, but it does take months. Mm. I think yeah, I've started taking cyber cybercillin, cyber yeah, yeah, the yeah, mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's been well, you're microdosing. Yeah, yeah, twice a day. But I think I've, you're supposed to stop after five days for two days. But I've forgot, and I've done it for nine days, and I was feeling a bit washed out yesterday. I was like, why do I feel like I've just come back from a festival? Um, um, but yeah, I've been I've been microdosing on that, and um, yeah, just uh, yeah, just getting used to getting used to the awkwardness of life and how easily irritated I am. And just uh, yeah, it's 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 a fiddly one, but I'm I'm up for it. It's tricky with a relationship though, because I've been seeing someone and she's got used to me in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then if you stop taking the pills, you you're a different person, which means they experience you as a different person, and then the whole relationship is different. Or well, it feels that way, though it may not mm. be that way for her. But it's definitely causing me some like because normally off the drugs, I'm I find it hard to be in a relationship, and that was yeah. why it was so good. I'm like, okay, shit, I really don't want to lose this person, you know, but I am struggling with my own moods being so up and down and then having to do that in close mm. contact with someone else, you know, it's very immediate, isn't it, your relationship? It's yes. like having a bloody mirror following you around everywhere you go. <laughs> so you see, you know, you can't avoid yourself. And uh, with friends and family, you can avoid. You can yeah. sort of not speak to them for a week or two, but girlfriends don't don't take that too well. 
No. I think you can, you're able, we are able now to be more vocal about how we're feeling at any given time rather than, and it can be clumsy. I've said this on here before, but just to blurt out one day, to just go, do you know what? I don't know why I'm feeling, I feel like this and I don't know why. Can you help or can you just, can I just have a minute? Like maybe mm. not to say it as aggressively as that, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just to be able to, I, I do it all the time now. I just go, do you know what? I'll be stood by the sink and I go, I just don't know why I feel so aggy. Or I just yeah. feel, I just feel odd. And then we talk about it and she's like, and then we go back and go, well, maybe it's because that happened last night or you've had, you had something to eat that's disagreed with you or, mm. you know, you had that wine last night or whatever. But I am, and it's always clumsy. Kate does it as well. She says, I just feel a bit sad. Mm. And I'm like, all right, well, what's, what's happening? And then we figure it out and, I think communication is important and it doesn't necessarily have to be, hey, babe, can we have a chat for a bit? It mm. can just be, I feel fucking weird. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, you've got to work from that, really. Yeah, yeah, be yeah, be messy with it rather yeah. than feel like you've got to make sense. Yeah, exactly that. I think that's where we're trying to stay in the framework and, and go, right, oh, well, if I just, if I don't, she's having a really good day. I don't want to, and just go, you can just go, oh, you're having a great day. I just feel a bit weird. Mm. I'm just feeling a bit off. I don't really know why. Yeah. I don't want to ruin your day. I'm just telling you. So if yeah. I seem a bit odd, it's because I feel odd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is definitely better than just being odd. Yeah. And then. And then going, and, I'm fine. And then hoping that they just get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't you know? Can't you see that something's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I want you to tell me what it is. Yeah, come and find me and make it better. I don't <laughs> want to have to tell you if I'm feeling bad. You should be able to tell from the angle of my eyebrows. <laughs> well, that's the trouble, isn't it? We always want the other person to guess. Yeah. And it's just never going to be right. I'm over here when you're ready to guess what's wrong. <laughs> But Tom, you're going to be all right. I know you will. Oh, yeah? Can you guarantee yeah, that? Absolutely. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got it on recording now, so if I turn out fucked, I'll be like, Rich, <laughs> I want my money, my money back. I didn't know he was going to shoot all those people in the shopping <laughs> centre. <laughs> <laughs> he said it doesn't matter what I do, that I'll be all right, and that he loves me. Rich said it. <laughs> <laughs> up, and fucking, up the car park. <laughs> <laughs> I love it at the bottom. I'll be like, Tom, Tom, <laughs> come on, mate. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, mate, you'll be fine. I think, I think it's that. I think you're one of those people that, yeah, medication did make you feel a certain way, kept you kind of level, but I just think you're one of those people that it's just more interesting when you're not, when you're, when you're experiencing the, those, those shitty bits. You know, yeah, I know. I, I, I've, I've, I did antidepressants briefly, mm. and it just made me feel. It didn't make me feel. It was just foggy and nothing. Mm. You know, which is what some. If, you know, if that's what you're into, anyone listening, and that's, I'm not knocking that. But me personally, just sometimes I like to feel stuff. Yeah, you're not a foggy guy. No, it's not your brand. No, man. <laughs> nothing foggy about old Wilson. <laughs> anyway, you're going on tour, Tom. You're on tour. I'm on tour, yeah. Whereabouts? All over? All Where over. find the deets? Coming back to London in May. To, and uh, yeah, we've got six more. I don't know when this is going to go out. So well, we could do multiple takes. We've got five more. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got four more. <laughs> um, oh yeah, the tour's finished now actually. Uh, but um, I'll be back on tour. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, we're up till June, 2023. Okay. Um, so yeah, 
and you can get it all on uh, Tom Ward Comedian on my Instagram. Lovely, lovely. It's been great, Tom. I'm glad we did this. We yeah, talked me too. about it for a while. Me too. And, I was uh, nervous. No, man. This is the thing that people misunderstand. Not in the same that's what you did, but because it's a, it's mental health is the jumping off point. Mm. People think that it's going to be high pressure and they've got it. It's like the, the thing about talking about your mental health or talking about mental health is it doesn't have to be actually about mental health. You talk about things you've dealt with, dealt with and gone through or are going through, how you're dealing with it. And that is how we get... People just need to know that they're not alone. I say this a lot on here. Mm. People, because we get this thing in our head where the thing we're experiencing is just us, like we talked about earlier. When really, we pretty much all of us feel the same way different mm. times mm-hmm. and that's why these conversations are important just so people don't feel alone yeah and they go oh, oh okay they don't want someone to suffer but they go oh that's someone else going through that oh yeah. that makes me feel better and that's why we do this and that's yeah. yeah that's what it's all about and as i said to you before tom the door is always open when you want to come back mate if you want to have another oh. chat later on see how you get on I'll call you from, maybe we can do it from prison. After do it from massacre. prison. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, we've not done that yet. Yeah. The follow-up interview when you've told someone yes. everything's going to be fine and they've taken it the wrong way. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got cornrows and you're all like Will Ferrell. And a neck <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and a little teardrop. And you're the king of the, of the uh, you're the king of your, war, your, um, Whatever it is, I've never been to prison, so I don't know. Of the wing, like, the yeah, I'll be wing. Like, oh, Rich, oh, that's Rich, Rich Wilson, that's my boy. He said he he told me to do it. Actually, yeah, <laughs> he's my boy. He's all right. He is. Yeah, he's a good lad. I'm still getting my friends to drop dog shit for his letterbox, but <laughs> he's a good boy. <laughs> Tom, this has been great. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks, Rich. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by DarkHorseDigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.